Welcome back, fight fans, to the Shadow Fight Podcast. It is, what is it today? Monday, February 12th here in Calgary. Uh, I know it's been a minute since our last podcast. I apologize for that, guys. Oh, man, I've had, so, right where right where you're seeing or listening, I guess, but if you're watching, I, uh, this is my third attempt. I was one minute away from filming from what you see now, and this, th- this thing takes about, you know, 45 minutes to set up, or maybe 40, 35, anyway. Enough where it's a bit of a pain in the ass. And uh, I had two times, one minute away, like I got, I got my notes. I'm like, okay, here we go. Right when, before I go to sit down, I was interrupted both days. <laughs> um, so anyway, but who cares? Here we are. Um, and then of course, I've been sick. I'm having vehicle problems, scheduling problems. But hey, real life has to come first before the fun stuff, right? But anyway, finally, the fun stuff. Here we are. Uh, today, we're going to just quickly go over the one championship fight card that happened in Japan, uh, the big Superlek and uh, Takeru fight, as well as uh, Rajadamnon World Series just happened this morning. I was just watching it. Um, so we'll discuss that a little bit. They, uh, RWS making its venture into Japan. Uh, as well, I mean, January 27th, I was out in Brampton, Ontario. Uh, shout out to Mike Fitzpatrick, um, commentating for Rise of the Warrior fight night. It's been that long since you've done a podcast, so I'll make sure we go through that. And, uh, you know, maybe some uh, talk around the water cooler. But first, if you like the Shadow Podcast, real quick, if you could just uh, hit a like button, I'd really appreciate that. If you want to go one step further, you want to share it, you know, on your, all your social medias or around your own water cooler, I'd really appreciate that as well. And, of course, in the words of my man, B. Kong, only the real ones subscribe, so make sure you subscribe to the Shadow Fight Podcast. And, and, as always, this is a five-star podcast. I know it's been a while. Like, Jay, a little shaky, bro, a little shaky, but listen. I almost didn't make this one happen today. My cub woke up yesterday with a headache, and again today with a headache. I'm assuming he's got a sinus infection, to be honest. He's pretty snotty. Got it from me. And uh, and if my voice sounds off, guys, I apologize. Still getting over this thing. It's been a week. Anyway, five stars. Uh, I didn't think this was going to happen today for its fourth attempt, so my kid made it to school. I'm assuming I'm going to get a phone call to pick him up. He says he's okay, but, you know, as a parent, you can tell. And... Uh, Anyway, in the meantime, I made it happen. Make it happen. Bam! It's not on the front of this awesome shirt I'm wearing, but it is on the back. Make sure you visit the website, www.shadowpodcast.com to get your own unbelievably beautiful Shadow Podcast shirt. There's now three of them. We'll make more. I got a big one, I think, for the summer, by the way. And uh, Or come and find me. Um, I'm, I am starting to kind of uh, uh, ship them out as well, like from my own house. Never really done that before, but hey, man, let's, let's do it. You want a shirt? Let's do it. Anyway, my whole point of that is, uh, listen, this just about didn't happen. I made it happen. That's worth five stars. Let's move on. I want to give a couple uh, quick shout-outs. I want to give a shout-out to my man, Tim Lowe, um, out at Lumpayu Sherwood Park. Finally gets to fight at home, takes away a good win in the Wii Gloves, and uh, going to do it again. Oh, man, you know what? Oh, shoot. I can't remember the promotion up in Edmonton. I'm really sorry, guys. Fight. Oh, man. I want to say Fight Life. I don't know if that's right. Fightlife.ca. I could be wrong, but listen, I'll make sure I, I correct that. I, I really apologize. I should have wrote, uh, written that down. But anyway, so Tim gets another one in April. So uh, back-to-back fights in uh, Edmonton. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Arashido Martial Arts Calgary um, that went out and competed out in the Airdrie Tournament, Airdrie Martial Arts Center out in Airdrie, and, uh, and that's a banger of a tournament. I always tell my people, if, uh, if you want to be a fighter or take a real fight, you must compete in Airdrie first. Because it's, it's, a, it's a good tournament, hard tournament, and a lot of people who are there to win. And that's the important part. So anyway, 
Um, sound, sound like a heck of a success for our team out there. Congratulations, guys. Me and Chris McMillan were not able to be there. We were out coaching in Olds. We had an old smoker out there. Shout out to uh, the Olds Rochdale Martial Arts um, hosting one of those where I think for them now, it's not fair because we had two guys, two guys fighting from Calgary on the same one. But other than that, I think we went something like six and two or five and two or six and one or something like that. So congratulations to everybody out there. That would be uh, <clears throat> Aiden, Emmett, Rome, Gavin, Ferdinand, Jackson, Alec Thompson, all the way from Springbank, but hey, you're close enough, buddy. Let's include you. And I think that's it. So congratulations, guys. Heck of a day. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Kelly, my student Kelly, who's also fighting on the Muay Thai World Cup and the Women's Muay Thai Gala, which we'll talk about. But uh, starting classes here at Arashito Martial Arts. And hey, I'll offer to you guys um, or anybody who's listening. Uh, she teaches a class Tuesday, Thursday, 10 a.m., uh, women's only kickboxing and fitness class. And uh, I, I love the enthusiasm of Kelly, and I appreciate her stepping into the role of teacher, student, mom, fighter. You know, she, she does it all. So uh, shout out to you, Kelly. I appreciate you stepping up and just being wanting to stand in front of people and teach. That's 90% of it. So love it. Class is going well, and I'm hearing nothing but great news. Thank you very much. Anybody interested? Moms, not moms, but if, it doesn't matter if you have 10 a.m. available on Tuesday, Thursday. Come talk to me. Let's get you involved. Uh, my dad. My dad, again, saving my skin. I'm having car troubles. Like, I, this is the second time my car is about to go in for warranty. <laughs> and again, this is why I need a five stars. I made this happen today. Driving my car at any point, I'm waiting for this thing to crap out. And I'm not even lying. Like, I'm really, I'm like, wow, I made it here. So, if there's a seven star option wherever you listen to this, make sure you hit me the seven, okay? But uh, my dad just, you know, helping me. My leg, I, I got surgery March 5th, so my leg is still screwed up. The sidewalks are scary as hell right now in Calgary. <laughs> Um, so he's driving my son to school with me and, uh, you know, I mean, like literally hundred percent of the time he's never said no. And, uh, he's even gone out of his way. I've given him a shout out for this before to change his plans for me and my son. So that's my dad for you. You know, I don't know how this guy has so many shirts, but he keeps giving them. So I really appreciate that dad. Shout out to you and my wife as well. I mean, I've been using her vehicle and, uh, you know, it's, it's tough. I mean, I'm I'm an ADHD brain, you know. I'm always on the go. My wife's a professional as well. Like we need two cars. This has been nothing but hell. <laughs> and then you kind of feel like you're spending all your get out of jail free cards as well. <laughs> I love you, Mrs. Shadow Podcast. I want to give a shout out to Fast Forward Printing. I really, um, um, their shirts, man. They come within a, less than a week. Like I'm, I'm almost surprised at how fast they they are printed. I really thank you guys. I want to thank Turkey and Pistols as always. Rob at Turkey and Pistols. Make sure you follow him on Instagram. Go visit him out in Brad Creek. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Rob used to do the shirts for the podcast, but he's too busy. And uh, I love that. I love that. I love that my friend had to go, hey, man, I'm just too busy to do your shirts. Yeah, buddy. That's what I want to hear. I'm here. I'm happy to hear that you're too busy for me, honestly. So shout out to you, Turkey and Pistols, Rob. I absolutely love everything about that place. Even the Instagram. I love looking at your story and everything. What a creative guy. Uh, Ramel and the team from Milton Muay Thai kicking ass out there in Thailand at the, uh, I can't remember what that thing is called, the wonderful world of Muay Thai <laughs> or, uh, the, you know, the WBC phenomenal festival. I can't remember what that silly thing is called. I'm sorry. Wonderful festival. I don't know. Anyway, WBC world championships more importantly. And, uh, and then taking some more fights out there and, and two wins by knockout. Congratulations guys. Uh, Francois and the team from elite here in Calgary 
hey, thanks for wearing the podcast shirt, man. Like I saw it on a video in your gym and then you're out in Thailand. And uh, Dylan, shout out to you for taking the picture and thinking of me of getting that shirt in front of uh, Rajadanan Stadium as well as Lumpini in, in Lumpini Stadium. That's uh, Does it get any higher than that? Liam Harrison's had your shirt on. Oh, I can't reach my clap button. Yay. That's for Liam Harrison. I can't reach it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Chris Ward at the Coliseum, like Shadow Podcast Worldwide. And I'm going to be honest with you. I was supposed to send out some shirts to Australia, like, like let's be real, probably a year ago. My bad. I'm going to make that happen. I, I, I swear, I'm, I'm not going to let that go. I'll make it happen. Um, but, man, I really thank you guys. As well as, uh, don't, don't get me wrong, Nicole and uh, Sahez for placing at the World Championships as well. I mean, congratulations, Team Elite here in Calgary. Kicked ass out there. Um, KJ, out in Ontario, thanks for the shorts, pal. Um, you're an awesome guy, man. I love talking to you. I love, I love watching you in the corner. I love seeing your big, giant smile, and I thank you for the shorts. You're, you're great. Mike Fitzpatrick as well. Thanks for bringing me out to Rise of the Warrior, which I'll, I'll break down a little bit. Uh, Striking Spartan Academy, Platinum Training Facility, and Jesse, uh, as always, man, it's always good to see you. I saw you working hard out there. Jonathan Wheel, the uh, the ring announcer that we see at the Muay Thai World Cup, he was working out there with me as well in Brampton. And, uh, dude, that, guy, that guy's got stories for days. He's like a, he's like a, a, like a cleaner... Um, English Joey Diaz. Like, just he's just got stories about everything. I've done this. I've done that. It, it's awesome. <laughs> I love traveling with that guy. <laughs> Shout out to you, Jonathan. Uh, Beast Mo Bella. I forgot you, and uh, we talked about this. I forgot you as part of the the team watchdog when I came in a few weeks ago, and you guys were smashing pads like crazy. So specific shout out to you. I said if I forgot anybody, you'd get one. So that's you, Bella, and of course the staff and instructors and my gym itself here at Arashido Martial Arts Deerfoot North location in Calgary, Alberta. Um, this is, I keep saying it, this is a big giant anthill and it does not happen without you guys and, and your hard work, not just you guys, but the hard work that you put in here. So thank you. Uh, real quick guys, just some quick fighty friends. Kieran Kettle is always, we're always talking fights. Tim Lowe, Rudy, KOK Muay Thai. Shirts are on the way, pal. Thank you for all your support. And I apologize. It took so long. Um, again, Dylan, Andrew S, Jordan Essential Fitness, Ian J. And Dallas B, thanks for uh, having a chat with me, uh, chatting fights. Events coming up, guys. We have February 17th, Confrontation International Fight Card here in Calgary at the Deerfoot Inn and Casino. Mike Miles putting that one on. Uh, I'm going to be there this weekend as well. It's, it's hard to say no to fights, and uh, looks like a good, strong fight card. And I, I just like saying hi to everybody. I just want to be part, and uh, in that sense, just hello, hello, hello. How's everybody doing? So come say hi. Um, so that's what this weekend, right? Yeah, this weekend, February 24th, Exceed Muay Thai is holding a smoker in Calgary here. And, uh, we have, I think it's Beast Mode Bella fighting and maybe one more. I apologize. I'm an old man. My memory goes, but, um, and then Art of War 7 as well out in Ottawa. And that's presented by Infight Style and, uh, Diamond Capital Promotions, I think. Um, yeah, I, I, I see Austin. I think it's in like a museum too. It's really awesome out there. Like what a cool backdrop to fighting anyway they're doing a lot of good stuff out there ontario really throwing out fight cards as well man they got a lot out there so again i'll, I'll try to pick up where i can on the events and stuff i know it's easy for me in alberta because i live here but I'll, I'll pick up whatever events i can please send them my way guys i'll do what i can march 9th the women's muay thai gala uh united strong women's muay thai gala out in airdrie at the airdrie martial arts center and uh yeah, man, they, that's always an awesome fight card. It's so it, I think that's for, I can't remember what it's, shame on me, international, no, not international fight week, uh, 
International Women's Day. I think that's right, right? Um, anyway, so it's, it's an all-women's fight card, and uh, we've been part of it, I don't know, for how many years in a row now, and continue to, to be and want to be, and uh, thankful for the Energy Martial Arts Center for doing something like that, having, having an all-women's fight card on, on, on um, such a special day. Awesome. And the posters are great, too. I love the color scheme. I'm a colors guy. I think that's because I'm colorblind, so when certain colors match up, it really catches my I'm like a fish. <laughs> anyway, looking forward to being out there. Uh, I won't be in the corners, so my my meniscus, ACL, LCL, LMNOP, HYZ, whatever, all of them, um, HYZ, uh, surgery getting done here on the 5th. I won't be in the corner, but I'll definitely be there, and I promise you'll hear me. And again, come and say hi. Man, there's so many events, hey? It's awesome. And then also on the same day, there's a, I believe it's Demergy Martial Arts, Lightning Fist Martial Arts, and PFX. I'm sorry, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure what that stands for. But they're having a national kickboxing tournament. I'm not sure what it's qualifying for, but uh, I did see that they have an event March 9th, and I think that's in Calgary as well. March 16th, branded fighting championship down in Lethbridge. And I do believe a friend of the show... Uh, Kate Clements is going to be fighting on that one. Uh, unfortunately, she tried last time, but her opponent got sick or something like that. Had to pull out really last minute. That's the way she goes. That's the fight game for you. And March 23rd, Real Deal Promotions up in Edmonton. <clears throat> Before we move on, I also want to give a shout out to uh, Wolf House Martial Arts up in Edmonton. Uh, I, I heard that there was a flood in their place, and then I just recently saw, like yesterday, the day before, that uh, that's it. That whole building is done for, and they don't have anywhere to go. They don't have a home. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to you uh, guys. I, I I feel for you. You know, Jeet and 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 everybody else at the gym. Um, man, what what a tough situation. And uh, I really do wish you guys the best. Uh, hopefully, there's a temporary home out there for you in the meantime until you find a a more permanent place. But um, God, my heart goes to you guys. That's uh. A gym, for, you know, when, when you live in a gym, you train at a gym for, for so long and fight and the amount of tears and the sweat and the joy and the blood and the farts and, you know, just everything that you put into it is, is in front of other, your sort of same team going through the same thing. That's, uh, that's something that family don't even see, you know what I mean? I call my, my fight, well, I mean, I'm not really involved in the fight team as much anymore, especially with my knee, but, um, I called it my dysfunctional family, right? We see all the emotions in here from each other, coach included. And, uh, man, you know, to, so the gym for me, it's always been a sacred place. It's not just a place where, you, you know, I don't know, but I'm such a martial arts geek to the maximum, right? 10, hundred out of a hundred level. So, but it just sucks to lose the blood, the sweat, the tears, the joy, the farts that are, you know, that you left in the place. <laughs> I only laugh because I said, you know, the, the farts that you left in the place, but you know what I mean. So anyway, it's, uh, that sucks. And I feel for you guys and I, I wish you guys the best. Um, okay, let's get to it. Rise of the Warrior Fight Night, January 27th out in Brampton, Ontario. And uh, again, I, I want to thank Michael Fitzpatrick for bringing me out for that uh, to commentate. Uh, boy, I, there was, I can't remember, 746 fights? I can't remember. 26 fights, man. It, was a, it went from 6 p.m. till 2 a.m. And it was, it was a long night. And I think there was 11 title fights as well. So it was a really busy night. Uh, a couple notable things are, well, first of all, we were, it was at Red Owl Boxing in Brampton, which is a beautiful gym. And uh, uh, 
they really sort of ramped it up, went to a like a event center and man, it screens and yeah, it was really nice. It was it was an awesome step up. And the crowd, the crowd out there is like it's unbelievable, to be honest. It's pretty like it's pretty unmatched. Like I know Calgary and and out at the Sutina we have a giant crowd, and I'm not they're a great crowd, but it just seems uh, at Red Owl, it felt like you're like, maybe it's just the acoustics in this place. But then from the fights that were on the 27th at the new place, man, the crowd was just as intense. And so you're like, oh, no, it's it's the crowd, man. They like their fights. And it's great. It's, it's fun to be part of that because as they build the excitement and they like it, so do I. Ah, I lose my mind commentating. Uh, so a couple notable fights. Uh, shout out to Fizas or Spartan uh, uh, winning a, a junior world title. And uh, I can't remember who she fought, but it was awesome. It was a... It's under under fourteen or under sixteen world title, and uh, man, it was unbelievable to see not just Fiza but her opponents Muay Thai as well. I mean, a, a lot of counter for counter, right? I throw a kick and you catch it. Usually, there's something that happens, and oh, that's the exchange, especially with kids. And it was you know, catch a kick, throw something, catch the kick, check and return, bop bop bop. Like it was it was beautiful. It was really good. And congratulations, she's a workhorse. I watch her. Her fi- she's so stoic. Like, like for, I mean, how old is she? Well, obviously under, I think 14, but like, man, her face doesn't change at all. And, uh, I've seen her train and no offense to, to her brother, Jaden, sorry to call you out, buddy. But even at a, at a seminar, he was kind of poking her and having fun and man, she wasn't having it. And, uh, she, you know, she takes her Muay Thai super, I'm not saying he doesn't, but, but, uh, she takes her Muay Thai very seriously. And so to have a smile on her face and have a chat at the end for a minute in the ring. Awesome. Congratulations. Um, I'm doing this off the top of my head here, guys, just going through. Uh, we had Tyson as well, from a friend of the show as well. Tyson and Kai, both those boys under Chris McMillan fighting out there. And uh, Tyson fought for a North American title um, against uh, Hussein Azkrazade, who I've talked about on this podcast before to watch out for, and I still feel that way. He was quite undersized compared to Tyson, um, and he put up a hell of a fight. And you could tell near the end he was getting tired. I mean, I mean, Tyson was fairly big, quite a bit bigger, and... Uh, uh, you know, but Hussein, Hussein coming in with a record of 17-0. and 0. And again, just a beautiful fight. Congratulations to both those fellows. And uh, the sky's the limit for both those guys. W- win or lose, draw, it doesn't matter. The sky's the limit. Congratulations, Rise of the Warrior, North American champ, uh, Tyson, out of Calgary, Lumpayu, Calgary. As far as now, if you count the TBAs, I don't know. I, I think they call that a world championship. Not me personally, no offense. Um... But I'd probably call that like a North American title, but it's a tournament. So I would say besides that, that might be, is that Lumpayu's first ever North American champion, like without having to do a tournament? Maybe. Wow, cool. Just thought of that right now. And then Kai, uh, Kai as well, that's Tyson's younger brother. He had a good fight and uh, uh, had a little trouble with the rules. So did the other kid, a couple of points taken, but who cares? Again, beautiful Muay Thai by Kai here in Calgary. And, and the other kid too, I can't remember his name. Um, but he, I think he was training out of uh, Spartan Striking Academy as well. But again, man, these kids are unbelievably good. It was a great fight back and forth. And uh, our guy, Kai, coming away with the loss on that one. But uh, who cares? It doesn't matter. Those, those, both those kids did great. And uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy that kids are getting more fights than almost seems like adults now. <laughs> awesome. Uh, then we also had like Rich Pham versus uh, Victor Cupolio, sorry, buddy, or Alvim, I'm not sure which one you use, my friend, but I really like both these guys. And Rich, you know, he, he's had a tough go in Calgary or just outside at uh, Grey Eagle and, and maybe Seven Chiefs. Oh, no, and in Calgary and the Sutina, but uh, just outside Calgary. 
I know he trains hard, and I know he's a good fighter, and just just had a couple really tough goes. And uh, uh, same with Victor, you know, I've I've seen him. I can't remember. I definitely commentated where he won a fight. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, and then sa- same thing from there. I mean, he he's he's a all gas, no breaks, and uh, you know, just haven't had a tough go versus uh, Abdu, and then lost to Thomas Mandra, who also fought this night. <clears throat> And then uh, had a absolute slobber knocker with Rich Fam at Rise of the Warrior, and it was fun, man. That was my fight of the night, by the way. And Rich Fam in round five, after five, four and a half rounds of madness, ends it with a spinning back kick to the liver. God damn, Rich the Ninja Fam, indeed. That was something else. Uh, I, I I really wanted to see Rich win. And I really wanted Victor to win too. Like I know Victor will be back. It's uh, again, I'm a feelings guy. I talk about this all the time. Both those guys work hard. They fight hard, and and you know you just sort of feel like can, can like both guys have the win? Like, <laughs> uh, and then we had Thomas Mandra. He fought uh, Max Koroviakovsky. And again, we've seen both those guys fight out here at the Sutina on the Muay Thai World Cup. Uh, I'm telling you, Thomas Mandra is one to watch for. He he's definitely he's out in Thailand right now training. But uh, still young, great record, tall, southpaw. And uh, from what I see, he's kind of up and down weight classes as well. So I think that's the guy to watch out for in Canadian Muay Thai here pretty well now. And uh, only good things from him. And he won his fight. Um, uh, Martello Jones, who we also saw a fight on the Muay Thai World Cup. Big fella. Or uh, just big matchup. The other guy was a big fella too. I can't remember his name. Durham from Durham Muay Thai. Chris something. Man, I'm sorry if I for, I'm sorry for forgetting. Just there's a lot of fights. There's a lot of info. A lot of gyms. A lot of records. I'm really sorry. That's why as an old man, I write stuff down here. But uh, Martello Jones coming away with a, a, a head kick a TKO on that one. Luckily, the opponent was okay. He even, uh, I mean, he made the count, but the ref waved it off. And even then, he looked at his corner. I was like, what happened? Like, what did he hit me with? So I'm happy. I, I always love a good knockout, but you always want to see both people go home and sleep in their own bed that night. So I'm glad that that got to happen. Uh, um, but you can see on, uh, if you follow the Shoutout Podcast Instagram, you can see that there's a point where, uh, or a video from millions.com, shout out to them, who I'm also involved with, uh, a merchandise on there, brand new merchandise, by the way, that I'm not even releasing. They, they are. <clears throat> uh, and helping me with the podcast and all that good stuff. It's pretty, pretty cool. But anyway, they, they had a little clip where uh, one clip from Martello just whistled by uh, his opponent's head, and, and he was ducking, and I went, whoa, boy, that was close. And I said, you know, maybe not always a good idea, Muay Thai, and kickboxing, me ducking your head like that. And right as I said, ducking your head, bam, he eats that head kick. Um, so Martello, the new WBC champ, calls out Tim Lowe. He wants Tim Lowe again. Those guys fought at the Muay Thai World Cup. Um, yeah, I'm down. I'd love to see that. I'm down to commentate that again. Let's do it. <laughs> so I'm not sure who he, uh, I'm not, um, so Tim's fighting April 5th, I think in Edmonton. And I, I can't remember. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for, for to the promoter. I, I probably should have wrote that, written that down. I'm sorry. I'll get on it. Especially before fight time, before the, the actual date, April 5th. But anyway, uh, I'd love to see that matchup again. I mean, since, since Tim, Lost to uh, to Mark McKinnon, man. He's been on fire. So, uh, and you know Tim. If you want to call him out, he's happy to step up to the challenge. And and uh, yeah, let's do it. Look at me picking fights, eh? Um, and then in the what well, we had another heavyweight head kick knockout. Both fellas, yeah, huge. I can't remember their names. I apologize. Just so many fights. 
And then um, in the main event, we had uh, Ram Villardo uh, from Triumph Muay Thai versus, oh boy, I can't remember. Luther, that's his first name. I can't remember his last name. From, oh no, the same place as Scott. Oh yeah, Scott had a crazy fight with Basil too. Oh my goodness, there were so many crazy fights that night. <laughs> There was so many. Hopefully, I think the whole event, to be honest, is on millions.com. Like, you can go watch all these fights. They were awesome. Whew, probably just saved my skin there trying to remember all these. Um, anyway, uh, I, I can't remember what gym it's from. Shoot. But anyway, um, not, not Ram, but the other fella, Luther, throws a, like an old school 1980s like foot sweep, you know, where you, where you put your hands on the ground and spin with the back of your heel, whoa, kicking legs out. And dude, it worked. He hit... He hit Ram. Now, to me, it looked like the side of the calf, but maybe it wasn't, or it was, it doesn't matter, but I hear Ram has a torn ACL from it, and dude, he hit the deck hard, and he was in pain grabbing his leg. PTSD on my end. <laughs> I mean, I'm not laughing at you, Ram, but dude, I'm, I'm still having to deal with this, and as a matter of fact, I even saw on his Instagram this morning that he is still, I mean, obviously, if it's torn, but I mean, his ankle and stuff is still crazy swollen, but I've been doing martial arts for 30 years and, you know, like Muay Thai, like hard since I was 18 and, uh, and I'm 144 now and I've never seen that before in my life. I've never even seen it attempted, let alone work. And, uh, he got disqualified <laughs> and the crowd absolutely. So it was crazy. So the, cr so the guy who did the knockout or the spinning kick, the crowd, yeah. And the other side, boo, boo, and because and, uh, they thought it was illegal. And to be honest, I could tell the officials had no idea what to do. Like, and I don't blame them. I mean, I, like I literally just said, I've never seen that before in my life. I wouldn't know what to do either. And uh, anyway, it took a long time for them to figure out what's going on. So anyway, spinning, spinning back kick, guide team side, yay. Um, ram, ram side, boo. And then uh, it was a disqualification, which makes sense to me now. But there was no re... I didn't hear why. Now, I, I suppose I wouldn't. If I'm commentating, like, I just kind of sit there and watch fights. I forget there's people around me. Like, I'm, I'm busy, right? So I, I suppose I wouldn't hear the ruling. But if I had to guess, it's that you put your both hands on the ground and uh, and did a spinning hook kick. But it's like, but Sanchai gets away with the cartwheel kick. I don't know. I don't know. But I can, I can see why it would be a disqualification. So anyway, the crowd flips. Um, Luther, the guy who did this, the, the low spinning hook kicker, foot sweep, whatever you want to call it, uh, his side starts booing really loud. And then the other side, um, where Ram was on, his starts cheering really loud. And so you could tell it was getting a little heated in the crowd. So between, honestly, the promoter, uh, Ram himself, good job, man. And, and, and me, real quick, just, hey, man, it, it's, it's the fight game and, you know, shit happens and let's just carry on and make sure we all go home safe and stuff. So it was really awesome. And, uh, and shout out to, to Ram. What a champ. Just at life, too. Um, I, I, I said uh, many times, I'm just only starting to get to know this scene out in Ontario and the people out there, and it's awesome. They're, they're great. They're, they're super enthusiastic about fights, entertainment, each other, and it's just, uh, it's just so different out there than it is here, and it's awesome. So other than that, guys, it was, I got to tell you, Michael Fitzpatrick, we got to talk about this red-eye situation, bro. <laughs> Please. Uh, no more red eyes, man. I can't do it. I'm too old. And uh, but but at the end of the fights, I mean, it's 3 a.m. So I, I at this point, I've been up for pretty much two days. Uh, get a little bit of sleep, and then uh, 
my flights didn't leave until Sunday evening late. So me and Chris McMillan uh, got to wander around Toronto. Again, never been. And a shout out to Chris. He's a pretty adventurous guy. I would have just hung out in the hotel. And then once I had to leave, I would have just went to the airport and hung out there and shopped and ate and drank and whatever. But Chris is a pretty adventurous guy. So, you know, hey, let's, uh, let's get an Uber, go downtown. So we did. And it was awesome. Found a party putt, it was called. And uh, like a mini golf place and like a bar as well. It was really fun. And yeah, get in the airplane, come on home and call it a weekend. So it was fast. It was exciting. And uh, yeah, rise of the worries. So I, I'm, I think the next one might be June. I'm not sure if that's, I think, I think the, I don't know. I'm not sure to be honest. I'm not going to speak for anybody. But uh, again, a quick, fast, fun weekend full of fights. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank you very much again, guys. Hey, Tim Hortons, holler at your boy. I must keep at least two people staffed permanently. Um, okay. There you go. Rise of the Warrior Fight Night. Hey, anybody else out there, if, if, you, if you have an event, I would love to commentate. You only got to pay me $100,000. I'm just kidding. But I, I really enjoy it. I really like it. And if I could get out there and do it more and you have a fight card, let me know. All right. Other than that, guys, let's just quickly go over. So Sunday, January 28th. So again, when we wake up Sunday morning, went to bed Sunday morning, woke up Sunday morning at 8, went to bed at 3, got up at 8 so I could watch these fights. And it was uh, one championship in Japan. And for the main event, the flyweight kickboxing world title, the Kicking Machine, Super Lek versus the Natural Born Crusher, terrible name, uh, Takiru. Real quick, I know we talk about Super Lek all the time, but he's the current defending champ. Uh, this fight was was a, not late notice, but maybe slightly late notice. And uh, yeah, super like 28 years old from Thailand, 137 wins, 29 losses. The current one kickboxing champ, you know, three-time Lumpini champ. I'm sorry, three-time Thailand champ, two-time Lumpini champ. And a uh, fun little stat here. Since and including his fight with Jonathan Haggerty at the Yokao show in the UK. Well, when was that? 2017, 18? Somewhere around there. He's gone 25 wins and two losses with one draw. That's amazing. 20, uh, super like 25 wins, two losses, and one draw. I believe one of the losses he avenged, and the other one was against, uh, now a little late in the game, but uh, Gaunar. And uh, although didn't avenge that, so maybe it's 25 and three, because I think he... He lost to Gaunar and then had a draw, but then lost again. So just the one guy he can't beat in that, that 25 and, and 3. So 25-3 and 1, I suppose. 25-2. Who cares? Absolutely amazing. Super Lek for all the right reasons. Versus Takeru from Japan, whose original opponent was supposed to be Rod Tang. And again, man, we knew that fight was going to get canceled long before it did, looking at that um, Rod Tang trying to hide his left hand with the cast on it. Uh, Takeru, 20, uh, 32 years old, five foot six. 43 wins, 4 losses with 25 KOs. And he's been active since 2008. And he's the first two-weight K1 champ in history. Didn't know that. And, uh, you know, uh, ISKA world champion, um, kickboxing Grand Prix world champion, and just like multi-K1. You know, like K1 has so many divisions of its own self. And he's a multi-time tournament champ, tournament winner, Grand Prix winner, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, man, obviously super... Obviously, he's known for his unbelievable hands. Obviously, obviously, obviously. I haven't done that in a while, hey? Drop some obviously's. And uh, obviously, 
unbelievably fast with his hands. Now, I know when you only get a little clip of him warming up, it's all you know, or you're only going to get to see what they show you. But when he was throwing that hand speed in those clips the day before, two days before his fight with Superlek, like, I, I get his hands were fast, but he didn't feel like he really rotated much. Now, who the hell am I to say? I haven't had 25 knockouts, and I'm not the first two-weight K1 champ in history. Like, shut up, Jay. But, <laughs> but I just noticed. And um, so my whole thing here was I, I predicted Superlek to win uh, via kicking, of course, and, and that Takiru as demonstrated, is going to have to pay a hell of a price to get inside and use his hands. However, we got to see it happen, and we got to see Superlek exactly make him pay. So uh, I'll tell you what, Superlek's guard, and I know Chris McMillan, when I was talking to him, mentioned that when we were watching this fight. I really like his guard. Elbow's kind of tight and uh, looking like he's ready to teep and kick, of course. kind of Maybe it just kind of reminds me of Chris McMillan himself, who I coached throughout his career. Um. And, and then now everyone's calling it the super leck combo, like that uh, uh, fake teep jab to low kick. Now, personally for me, where I really saw that was uh, Damien Alamos when I, I went down to the CSA clinic, which I'd love to do again, to be honest. Um, it's not cheap. I mean, it, it's worth it, but like, you know, the, the airfare, the food, the, the hotel, it's, it's not cheap. But anyway, who cares? It's, it's well worth it. And I, I really want to go back. Anyway, Damien Alamos had a block down there. Liam Harrison... Coach Pat McGriff, Kieran Fitzgibbon himself. Oh, I'm missing someone. Anyway, Vinny, Vinny Shorman. Shout out to friend of the show and my friend Vinny Shorman. Um, my friend Vinny Shorman. Hey, that's funny to say. <laughs> anyway, uh, the, the one I remember the most was Damian Alamos. Like, he literally just stood in the room and went, what do you guys want to know? Like, just didn't even come with a plan, which is total boss. And was like, you guys want to know how to win in Thailand? How you win? Like, why you guys don't really win? Yeah, man, let's do it. So anyway, I, I still review his block. And when you watch him right now, he, he kind of teaches the same thing. Jab, jab, fake, teep, jab, fake, jab, teep. A anyway, he's so beautiful to watch. He's got a fight coming up, by the way. I can't wait. But uh, very reminiscent of those two styles. And uh, boy, and then the low kick, man. I mean, he destroyed Takiru's leg. If there's anything good, by the way, about this podcast on take number four or three um, is you get to hear more info. So for example, if I, we did this podcast that day, we wouldn't have found out. So Takiru, uh, I guess it was lost in translation. So it was like he broke his knee, but apparently that's not true. He tore his quad and, uh, and tore his bicep. And man, he just got mangled by super like just kick, 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 kick. However, I think it was round three. If I remember the sequence, it was, uh, uh, Superlek was very honest about it. Takiru hit him with a left body kick. He's got a good like step up left kick, very karate like, and uh, hit him in the liver, I think, and then hit him to the body. And Superlek said, "Like I froze. All I could do was freeze and do everything in my power to just not hit the deck." And he didn't, and he survived. But wow, that was exciting. And then poor Takiru at the end, just everybody thought it was a retirement speech because he was just like, "That's it. I, I can't do any more." Everything I of my whole being is what I just put into this fight. And maybe after everybody calming down a little bit, what we learned is like, he's just literally like, like, I, I guess how I hear it is, there's nothing I can do to beat this guy. Like, now he was emotional. I mean, he just got his ass kicked, um, tore his bicep real bad. And uh, he just said, there's nothing else I could have done. I put my body through absolute hell, the most 
There's nothing else. There's not an ounce of anything, of anything I could have done any better. And uh, he was very emotional, and he felt bad for the guy because you could tell, and he got worked. And uh, and then he even said himself, his leg was in so much pain that he didn't even know his bicep was torn. Like, God, I don't want to take a single kick from a guy named The Kicking Machine. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, so again, Superlek defends his title, and it was pretty even. A lot of people thought Takiru was going to win, and... and uh, Superlex knees him. God, he's so nice to watch, eh? Superlex, awesome. Anyway, so then you got to think, so what's next for these guys? So does Takeru get his original? Bro, there better not be nobody coming in this gym right now. <laughs> nobody. We're doing it. Anyway, um, does he fight Rod Tang? No, I don't think he should. Let, let me play some fight math here for you. So I know that was the original matchup. But Takiru many years ago, I'm sorry, Rod Tang many years ago fought Tension in Japan, and Tension's a superstar. Now, I get it. That was a long time ago. Rod Tang arguably won that fight, and no, I, we've talked about it on this podcast before. I've said that a few times now. Um, those guys got all the CTE in that fight. Oh, my goodness. Like, they didn't really block anything and just hammered each other with their hands. And it was, I thought that was the sort of start of the superstardom for Rod Tang, going to Japan, arguably beating Tension, who everybody pretty much thought was unbeatable. Um, anyway, so my, my fight math tells me Rod Tang arguably beat Tension. Tension, I can't remember if he knocked out Takiru or at least beat him up. So Takiru versus Rod Tang, that doesn't make too much sense to me. Um, but then you think, what about some guy, what about someone like uh, Tagir Kalilov, you know, uh, who, who got torn apart by Superlek, but I bet that'd be a good fight. I'd like to see that. Um, Takiru versus Tagir. Now, Superlek. There's a, there's a little, like, fighty lover circle here where, where so many matchups could happen, and it, it's kind of at the tip of the spear. There's, there's all these guys. Sorry, that's not, that's not a spear. At the tip of the spear. And uh, <laughs> did I just do that? Anyway, hilarious. Uh to Superlek fight Rod Tang again. Remember, he came in overweight, and that was for Rod Tang's title. I think that should happen. Uh, the 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 uh, Rod Tang, the Muay Thai world champ, um, putting up his title versus Superlek again has to be five rounds, as it was supposed to be scheduled for. But anyway, but then there's also Jonathan Haggerty rematch. I'd love to see that as well. And again, there's got to be some title that someone could give up in there. Haggerty is both the you know the champ champ. He's the both bantamweight um bantamweight kickboxing and muay thai one champion so i think that'd be fun how about pampayak where is pampayak uh pampayak jit moing nun same camp as rod tank so he's fought super like eight nine times or something like that and super like and it was really it was something like four four and two or like three three four three and one or something it was really tight and super like won their last one and it was a good fight, which happened in one championship as well. But we haven't even seen Pampayak, I don't think, since then. Or did he have another fight? Was it Savas Michael? That, that, anyway, he hasn't been in there for a long time. I don't know nothing about nothing, and I love everyone and everything. Flowers, dogs, babies. I love everything. Now that I've said that... <laughs> I hear Pampayak left Evolve Muay Thai or Evolve Martial Arts, Evolve MMA, whatever it's called, where he was working 
I don't know if it's under bad terms or just like he didn't fulfill his contract or I don't know. Anyway, I heard someone suspect that he left there and so therefore possibly soured somebody that has to do with one championship and therefore hasn't been fighting since. Could be true. I have no idea. Nobody's talked to me. That's just what I read. But in the meantime, I'm seeing everybody and shout out to Jock and Jay Lee saying the same thing. Like, like, dude, free Pampayak, free him. Is he in jail? Like, come on, man. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's like a Panther is what he reminds me of. We want that guy to fight. Um, anyway, there's also Elias Mamoudi, who's had a, it's been a while, I think. Oh, his last fight was uh, Edgar Tabarez, who he tore apart. And he's an absolute, we've talked about him, or we've talked about him on the show before. An absolute whirlwind of martial arts moves, man. He is all gas, no breaks, team aggression. <laughs> and, and he is coming for you. And then, since I was sitting there, and I was like, hmm, what else? What about tension? Now that you beat Takiru pretty handily, who also lost handily to tension, super lick tension? That'd be fun, right? They, they, one championship has made its crossover. Maybe this is already in the works. One championship has made its sort of crossover into Japan. And I got to tell you, if there's any, any criticism I have about Japanese fighters, it's that they don't ever leave Japan. Maybe they don't have to. There's so many people and whatever there, but if there's any criticism I have uh, of Japanese kickboxing or, or combat sports, it's that they don't leave Japan. But good idea. We'll go there. So maybe that's in the works. Maybe, maybe tension's already on the radar. Either way, man, I don't know. Superlex. So I don't know how this works then, because if you think about it, if Superlek can fight, has fought Haggerty, and they, that might happen in the future, you hear Haggerty and Carrillo going back and forth with, uh, and only Carrillo trying to fight Haggerty, but then could Carrillo fight Superlek? Like, you know, anyway, there's, there's, a, there's a fun little dance that's happening within there, and you feel like there's more you know, quote unquote, sort of history to be made in there, three-time champ or something. Anyway, um, although this is kind of the, the work cooler talk that I was talking about, um, the other thing I suppose would be, or I wanted to bring up about this was, so since then, uh, uh, one championship CEO, Chatri Sityatong said, I guess I can drop the Sityatong part, but anyway, Chatri says, uh, Super Lek is the pound for pound champ. On the planet, he's 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 the the best striker, best kickboxer, pound for pound. Which naturally, me and probably others went. What about Chingiz Alizov? But then, funny enough, like a day or two later, you see Chingiz Alizov. Now, this is just this is just fight business. It doesn't mean anything, but is all of a sudden saying like, uh, "Yeah, hey, maybe uh, maybe I want to start looking outside one championship." So you wonder if like, whoa, was, was he upset at that comment, or was was there something already in the works where it felt like is he on his way out? So they're they're pumping superlex tires i don't know but just just fight drama and and listen i i hear i i'm gonna be real with you i hear a lot of people complaining sage north cut which we'll talk about later complaining about one championship but you know what like i i say this about my own gym to be honest does every not everybody likes chocolate ice cream right now i know most people are like first of all like what the hell does that mean <laughs> and b like for real like you know like you think that's kind of is that somebody coming into my gym nope um anyway uh you think like uh is okay just double checking um not everybody likes chocolate ice cream okay are you telling me out of every student that's in my own gym let me talk about my own gym my own house 
Are you telling me that everybody in here is like, oh, it's the best? There's got to be one person in here that's disgruntled or don't doesn't like the class time or how it's run or like, right? You know what I mean? There, they, there's got to be. That's just how it is. And so I just see it as the same thing. Think how many, and we've talked about this with the Kieran, the last Kieran podcast. Think how many fights and fighters that they deal with. I mean, daily, right? Daily. That's got to be a massive team. So. Yeah, if you're a fighter and you're popular, if if I'm a um, if I go to Seven Eleven and the hot dog's cold, if I buy a hot dog and I write on Google, you know, ah, oh, it's one star, it's, my hot dog is cold. Nobody cares, but but when you're a popular fighter and you you talk about with a platform and, and you talk about the biggest fight organization on the planet, which is its own platform, um, and you're disgruntled, then yeah, it's easy to make a thing out of it. But I don't know. But anyway. I just hear lately there's some people complaining about one championship, but I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. Everybody, there, there's always, not everybody likes chocolate ice cream. But um, anyway, I thought that was interesting. Though. So, and by the way, to conclude that, I think Ching Zalazov has like re-signed with one or they've, they've figured something out. So it's just a fight game, right? Fighting is business. I, I, got, I took that from old school. Shout out to uh, Arthur Abraham. Boxing is business. You know, it's, it's just business. Boxing is business. It's no different. All right. Also on this fun fun fight card, we had Nikki Holtzkin, the natural versus Yoshihiro Akiyama, or Sexy Yama as we know him. Everybody knows him. And once again, one of these unbelievably stupid mixed rules fights. I'm telling you, Tim Hortons. Talk to me. Um, um, this one worse than any of the other ones. Round one, boxing like, and then round two, Muay Thai, and round three, MMA. So real quick. So think about that, okay? Round one is boxing. Round two, Muay Thai. Round three, MMA. Now that I've said that, Nikki Holtzkin, 40 years old, 170 pounds. This guy's been active since uh, 2001. 94 wins, 17 losses with 47 KOs in kickboxing. 14 and one with 11 KOs in boxing. Okay, remember that. Three-time defending welterweight glory champ, two-time glory champ winner, glory kickboxing. Um, and then again, a, a smatter of some uh, different organization, world championship titles and European championships as well. Student of Ramon Deckers, this guy has fought. Let me, let me sit that in. That, that's my hero. Student of Ramon Deckers. Who's that guy? <laughs> He's fought Sinsimut, John Wayne Parr, Regian Ursel twice, Cosmo Alexander two, three times, Cedric Dumbay, Two times in a row, who's, who was considered one of the best pound-for-pound, pound, or maybe is at the moment, although switched over to MMA, one of the best pound-for-pound pound kickboxers on the planet. And uh, uh, Holtzkin lost by split decision both times. Uh, Raymond Daniels, Canadian standout and uh, former uh, Glory World Champion. Uh, Bazooka Joe Valtellini. Bolkow, Andy Sauer. Like, those are legends, man. Those are legends of our sport. Akiyama. 48 years old, a little bit older, 5'10". He's been active since 04. He's 16 wins and 7 losses in MMA with 7 KOs and 7 submissions. Yeah. Hear the comparison there? Decorated judo champ. He had a 5-year stint in the UFC. He did end up with 4 losses in a row, fighting the guys like Jake Shields, uh, who's part of Team, you know, team Diaz, Nick Diaz, Nate Diaz, those guys. And very outspoken guy, but fun. Uh, submission machine uh, michael bisping chris lieben and vitor belfort so those are some unbelievable names but your, your first round is boxing let me go to the judo and uh, 
MMA. Okay, so you don't have any boxing experience. Nikki Holtzkin, uh, you have 14 and 1, 11 KOs, and uh, well over 100 kickboxing fights. Okay, okay. And then uh, round two is going to be Muay Thai. Muay Thai. Uh, let's see here. Sexy Yama. Active since seven KOs. Okay, that's pretty good. Uh, decorated uh, judo champ. Okay, okay. Um, not much kickboxing in there. I'm sorry, uh, Muay Thai. Uh, Nikki Holtzkin uh, trained at Team Hammers and under um, Ramon Deckers. I mean, the legend. Um, not that kickboxing is Muay Thai, but I mean... Anyway, so it went pretty much as expected. Now, I find this kind of funny. I do find this funny, if I'm being honest. Round one, they're in MMA gloves. And I don't know, was it like Queensberry of boxing rules or like, or was it just sort of like, uh, um, like one, like, 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 I don't, I don't even know, I guess <laughs> kickboxing rules without kicks. I don't remember the rule set to be honest, but I thought it was a little goofy that they had to wear boxing shoes in round one. Like, but again, maybe that's part of the rule set. Like, did they use a specific rule set of boxing? I don't know. Well, then why did they have little gloves on anyway? Uh, and then they were going to take off the shoes in between rounds for Muay Thai in round two and then MMA. Well, as suspected, the shoes did not need to come off and nor did the towel have to come out to wipe away any sweat because Nikki Holtzkin absolutely starched Sexy Yama in round one. And I feel bad for him. It was... It was an awkward fall, and, and like like you can see Holtzkin, like in the clinch, like in slow motion, you can see him frame, they're in a the clinch, he frames with his right arm from, a, from an orthodox stance and looks right at Sexy Yama and just turns into a left hook that just catches Sexy Yama flush on the jaw, and he goes crashing. And then it was just another onslaught after that, and then the finish, and, and down he went. That guy is in such good shape, like Sexy Yama indeed. Man, like any other result would have been unbelievably surprising. So I just, you know, and then Nikki Holtzkin after said, hey, I, I kind of like these. I'm kind of that point in my age career that, uh, you know, I don't, I don't mind making some money doing some fun shit like this. So I hate these mixed rules fights. I hated all of them. I hated every one of them, um, including this. Well, I just, I don't know. Just I'm just an old fundamental dork, right? Just get off my lawn. <laughs> And then other than that, we had uh, Shinya Aoki, and he fought John Lineker and won by submission. So again, Sage Northcutt, I don't know this whole situation. Like, I don't know. But according to Sage Northcutt, um, like right before he was supposed to fight or something like that, like an hour, maybe, maybe, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, but you get the idea. About his last minute as it gets. Uh, he, he pulled out of the fight and, and was claiming that... Uh, I heard initially that his, his cornerman didn't have the right visas, but only a couple days ago, or even yesterday, Sage wrote a big thing stating, um, I, I did everything that was asked, or we did everything that was asked. However, uh, apparently it was the wrong visas, and I find out my cornerman could have been arrested and thrown in jail if they worked my corner. And the only way he found out was by talking to, like, a ticket sales guy, like, like just just by chance. And so... I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't really know, but according to him, he did everything he was supposed to, and then when he got to Japan, or just before that time or whatever, he found out his cornermen were not allowed to corner. They didn't have the correct visas, so he feels like you know he got stiffed, and so he said, "Well, then, you know, I'm not doing it." So initially, it came out like his corner couldn't come, and oh, you know, I can't fight without my corner, and I think there's a lot of heat thrown at him. But because uh, Superlek just grabbed like Sidichai, who also fought that night, 
and uh, like somebody else from the corner, and just like, hey man, just just come work my corner, which is popular, but normal. But anyway, the other big one that we had was Marek Gregorian having his like what sixth fight versus Sidichai, and uh, uh, Marek Gregorian sixty eight and thirteen, four and two in one championship against Sidichai. 128 wins, 35 losses with 39 KOs. And, uh, yeah, we talk about these guys all the time. And uh, Marek Gregorian, he just he looks like he's just made of stone. He just comes forward. Uh, he's had a team hammers as well. And he gets another win. Stop Sidichai. It looks like, if I recall, it was a knee to the gut. And then it was a shot to the liver, and that was it. Sidichai was out. So Marek Gregorian takes another win. So he's now two wins and four losses versus Sidichai. Um, and gets the last one on a on a good solid finish. All right, upcoming. Or not? Yeah, upcoming. So uh, um, February 16th, Fight Night on Prime, the main event. Bantamweight Muay Thai World Championship. Uh, defending his title, Jonathan, the General Haggerty versus Demolition Man, Felipe Lobo. Haggerty, 26 years old, from the UK, 5'7", 22 wins, 4 losses with 15 KOs as a pro, which kind of sounds crazy, right? <laughs> like compared to everybody else's record, it seems like. And he is the uh, current one bantamweight kickboxing and Muay Thai champ, former flyweight Muay Thai champ, and th- three-time world champ. And of course, he's he had that unbelievable KO of Nongo. He's fought Mong Pet, Rod Tang twice. Where, by the way, in Rod Tang, are his those two losses are his only losses in one championship. I had a, I had a split decision or two in there, but doesn't matter. Uh, Felipe Lobo, thirty years old from Brazil, five foot nine, twenty-two wins, eight losses, and uh, he recently knocked out Semipet Fairtex and. Uh, Lost by knockout to an uppercut by Nongo and uh, beat Rodlick. And he's Brazilian Muay Thai champ. That's all they really got. So I know these guys had a little back and forth too in the ring after Haggerty won his kickboxing world title and uh, got a little heated between the two guys there. Um, Felipe Lobo can do some pretty fun stuff. You know, he's, he's got a pretty extensive toolbox. And so in saying that, you, there's always a puncher's chance. I don't see Haggerty, you know... Uh, for pretend, <laughs> if I was if, if the camera was not on me, I would say if Haggerty loses this, I'd eat my own underwear. Now, since the camera is on, I'm not saying it, but I, I'd be I'd be shocked if Haggerty loses this. And not only that, it sort of breaks up that little dance. I'm like maybe is it Superlek next, or you know, maybe Carrillo? I I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I'd like to see Haggerty win this, and I know Nico Carrillo wants that so bad. Now, at this point, I don't see Haggerty beating Superlek or Carrillo. However, I feel less confident saying that about Nico Carrillo than I do Superlek. I feel like Super, like I'm pretty confident in that, in saying, and I don't have nothing against Haggerty. I mean, I just got to pick one, right? Uh, Superlek versus Haggerty, I feel much more comfortable in saying uh, Superlek wins that fight than Nico Carrillo beating Jonathan Haggerty. But right now, I do feel that way. However, the reason I'm not so confident in saying that is, uh, man, you know, like when you look at Haggerty in there, man, he's just doing the merengue, just just dancing around people. And uh, I do find Carrillo a little lumbering. And if he hits it, he gets a little excited and becomes a little hittable, in my opinion. Uh, but he's so big and just on a, on a storm right now. And... Uh, Anyway, I'm taking Haggerty to win this for sure. And, and then I'm sure because it's going to be on Amazon Prime, Carrillo's going to be, there's going to be some kind of fun, fun little interaction there. <laughs> uh, good fight card though. And then we also have the rematch, Samipet Fairtex versus Mohamed Rabah. And it was a couple one fight nights ago, maybe was it, where 
Semipet, again, was, was already down. He got knocked down for sure. And he was in the corner. And then uh, Rabah makes a phone call, calls his mom, makes sure she's okay, has some dinner. And then walks over to the corner and he's super like in the face. I'm sorry, Semipet in the face. <laughs> I know, I know I'm, I'm being sarcastic here. But uh, it was a really blatant late knee. And nobody really said, and I've said this before, I said this before in a previous podcast uh, regarding this fight that. Uh, um, Nobody, the only people that complained were like the fans. Like nobody really said anything. So I'm, I'm just happy to see the rematch happen. Um, but it certainly wasn't looking good for Semipet the first time around. And Muhammad's a big dude, so happy to see that have a, have them go have. I'm happy to see them have a go again. And then we have Danny Mini Two Williams from Australia versus Lido Adewang from the Philippines. This will be an MMA bout, and again. Mini T is one of those guys that's kind of always in contention between MMA, kickboxing, and Muay Thai. Happy to fight all three. And uh, I can always cheer for a guy like that. Just just an absolute barn cat, man. I like, I like fighters like that. And then there's also from the UK, lethal Liam Nolan, who's made a big name for himself as of the last couple of years versus Nazette Trujillo. I didn't write anything down about uh, Liam Nolan, but very popular. Training at a Nolsey Academy, same place as uh, Lyndon Nolsey and, uh, or Knowles, I'm sorry. Um, Haggerty. Um, um, even Ellie Harbour, who fought one of our girls, Jenna, as well, and I think just won the world championships as well. So, um, obviously, a, um, amongst many others, by the way. So, obviously, a badass gym. But uh, Trujillo, forty-eight and ten with one one forty-eight ten and one draw from Spain, and the only fight he's got was against uh, Rung Ravi uh, Sit Song Pinong, which I think he lost. So, um, I'm going to take Liam Nolan to win this one. Um, yeah. And then, and then a real good one. I, I wish they would have saved this fight for... So it's my understanding one championship's having a card uh, September in the U.S., Colorado. I, I just totally made that up, but I kind of think so, or that's where the last one was. But anyway, I wish they would have saved this one. Either way, it's going to be awesome. Luke Lisi versus Eddie Abasolo, both guys from the U.S., Luke the Chef Lisi and uh, Silky Smooth Eddie Abasolo. Luke Lisi from the U.S., 27 years old, six foot two. Six and one as a pro and 0 and one in one championship. But he had that absolute barn burner with smoking Joe Nuttawat. And again, if you think about Nuttawat, the, the fight before that damn near beat Tawanchai. So uh, unbelievably impressive showing for Luke versus Eddie Abasolo uh, from the U.S., 37 years old, 14 wins, five losses. And if you remember, he had that absolute barn burner with Sidichai, uh, which he lost. But I mean, it was a good fight, man. And he, he wobbled him a few times. Um, and Sidid, return of Sidichai to Muay Thai as well. That was kind of a fun thing to say, hey? Uh, knocked out Nicholas, Nicholas Larson, lost against Liam Nolan, and uh, beat David, uh, uh, Australian standout David Penimpede, um, whose coach, uh, Liam Walls, friend of the show, uh, said it was, it was just an absolute pain in the ass to try to get a hold of Eddie, man. It's silky smooth indeed. <laughs> and uh, Richard Abraham as well. And... Uh, how do you put it? So, Lisi, 10 years younger, really new to the program, and, and I don't know. I'm just guessing. But like I've said, though, I've followed him before. I'm not going to drop the, in the previous thing. I'm done with that. But uh, in, the, in the previous pod, I'm done. But uh, um, I've, I've been following him since I saw him at the TBA tournament in Iowa. I can't remember what year, maybe 2018. But I, anyway, I really caught my eye, really slick fighter. But definitely, I think he's kind of like, chewed up the North American circuit. So he's only right now, you know, uh, um, venturing overseas. So 
I swear someone's trying to get my gym here. Anyway. Uh, I'm going to... Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I guess I feel like if I had to pick one, it would be Eddie. Um, now, don't get me wrong. These guys, they're both, you know, very evasive and have some cool tricks. Might look like a... So it's like a like a rave out there, a breakdancing contest between these two just at the same time. <laughs> Might be a lot of whiffing in this one. But I feel that Eddie Abasolo has maybe seen the style of Luke Lisi more than Luke has seen the style of Eddie. And the fact that, I mean, I know, you know, years go by and after 35, it does feel like in the fight world, you age in dog years. But the fact that David Penimpede had such a tough time trying uh, and, and, and lost against uh, Eddie Abasolo. That really kind of sticks with me. So I'm going to take Eddie Abasolo. However, I'd love to see this fight. It's too bad it didn't happen on their home turf. But anyway, who cares? Great fight. It's cool to see two Americans fighting. Uh, you know, we've, we've pretty much seen them. Up. I don't know if that's the first one, or let's call them North Americans. But uh, American maybe for sure. You know, usually it's... You don't often see the Amer two Americans fighting each other in one championship, at least overseas anyway. So, cool. And then, of course, the return of Tong Poon, who... Uh, got stopped by uh, Ellis Barboza, who unfortunately maybe got caught with a little something-something. But uh, either way, he's a fun one to watch, especially round one. That guy is a uh, a ball of fire. Other than that, guys, we had the Ratchet Emron World Series, and that happened this morning. Uh, and that was out in Japan as well. And I literally subscribed to DAZN, um just to watch this card. Not the cheapest subscription, DAZN. You should sponsor the Shadow Podcast. <laughs> Anyway, that was in Japan, February 12th, 2024 in Tokyo. And the main event for the Rajadamnon Stadium, uh, a super flyweight stadium title, which is bullshit, in my opinion. You can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. You're fighting for a... My shirt was in front of the first Muay Thai stadium ever. And you know what that's called? Rajadamnon Stadium. You can't just take that over to Japan and say, oh, we'll just fight for it over there. That's horseshit. <laughs> now that I've said my, now that you know how I really feel, we had the interim champ, Nadaka, I didn't write down his last name, EU Sports Gym versus Pro-Pro-Pro-Pro-Pro-Pro. And Pro-Pro-Pro-Pro from Thailand. And he was the current champ as well, by the way. Um, so Nadaka, 23 years old, 5'4". Uh, 54 wins, 6 losses with 37 knockouts. That's crazy. Two-time WBC world champ, WMC world champ, three-time Rajadamnarn stadium champ, Lumpini champ. Um, and again, there's another one in there that was like a Lumpini stadium Japan champ. Bullshit. Leave Japan, goddammit. <laughs> anyway, and uh, uh, countless, just, just countless, again, Japanese... Uh, organization titles. I mean, I just, I couldn't be bothered to write them down. Um, if I got this right, he became one of 12 non-Thai uh, Raja Stadium champs. Either, now here's where I'm not sure, either for his weight division or overall. And one of six non-Thai Lumpini champs ever. And that was in 2020. Um, Preu Pra, 25 years old from Thailand, 112 pounds, 88 wins, 16 losses, WBC world champ, WMC world champ, three-time Raja champ, as well as defended. So very similar to, from Nautica. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure why he was the interim champ and uh, Preu Pra, the current champ. But Nautica, so there was, I don't know, a month ago, maybe two months ago now, 
There was a, a clip of him or, or his opponent, his leg, just black and blue, like he got ran over or, or I don't even know, attacked with 13 different colors of marker on his leg and just perforated. Oh, God, it was disgusting. And uh, he ripped, I think that was for the title. Anyway, he absolutely tore him apart. And, uh, man, he's so fun to watch. So it's definitely a mix of the Thai style and the Japanese style. Like, his low kicks are obviously crazy. Southpaw fighter. Um, beautiful one-two. Um, good knee. I don't know, man. He, he very good. Like, lots of movement. He's very good. Like, uh, a Preupra, it, it, this is just my opinion as an enthusiast, coach, teacher, whatever. But was when you have somebody who can move side to side so well and you just march forward... You're you're helping him. Like I, I just, Prayupra was just marching forward trying to get a hold of him, and he's eating one, two elbow, you know, and getting swept, which Nautica is very good at. And uh, at no point was Prayupra in this fight in five rounds. It went to a decision. Nautica, your champ. So now he, instead of the interim champ, he is the the actual champ. And uh, wow, twenty three years old man, and just an absolute savage. Great counter punching, willing to sort of. Sometimes stay in the pocket and try to move and hit, but uh, uh, man, he's so fun to watch. So explosive, hits so 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 hard, so fun. Anyway, Nautica, I know him as AU EU Sports Gym, but he he had a different one while he was out there. And then we also had Lambda Moon Lek, and he fought Renta, which was a rematch as well. I tell you what, Lambda Moon Lek might be coming my favorite fighter. Um, I love, he's kind of got this, like, he stands still almost, like, like he doesn't have a bounce to his stance. It's very slow, almost methodical, almost standing still, and then just kind of has an explosion. And, man, he, he sweeps people. He's got a phenomenal kick. Uh, uh, just And just, the, like, a like a almost unmatched fight IQ. It feels like you can see that once, he, once you start catching onto his kicks, he'll move over to the hands and, and light you up. And you get confused by that, he'll go to something else. And just a very... Uh, I don't even know, like cerebral, slow style stance, like his rhythm, you know, it's, it's like, it's like, like, it reminds me of like a Cobra, I guess, like he's moving slowly and, but unbelievably focused. So at any point he's ready to react. It's really cool style. I really like it. Definitely becoming one of my favorites. Other than that, guys, um, as discussed, we have the women's Muay Thai Gala out at the Airdrie Martial Arts Center. That will be March 9th. Come out, come and support, cheer loud. We've always been part of this thing. Um, and why wouldn't we, God damn it, let's celebrate women. Uh, maybe I'll bring my wife out to that. That'd be cool too. Let's, might as well. Hey, why not? We have Stephanie Quigg. She just, uh, although not friend of the show, maybe in the future, wink, hopefully, uh, uh, she's going to be fighting on the, uh, Palace Athena. Now I think originally MMA fight card and they've had a few, but it looks like they're going to be doing some cage kickboxing or maybe Muay Thai. Um, either way, I love watching Steph fight and, uh, um, doesn't matter if she's going to fight. It's going to be awesome. And the, the other big thing too, Liam Harrison, I know we keep talking about his fight with Sexan or he wants it, but I'll tell you what, again, uh, they have been completely quiet. One championship it doesn't seem to be wanting to entertain this whatsoever, at least from the silence on their end. But you can see Liam's really trying to drop like, oh, you know, oh, 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 it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Oh, I might just have to retire, I guess. And that's the only fight I'm looking for. But it looks like it's not going to happen. Like you can tell he's laying it on pretty darn thick. But I got to be honest, he's also, I wonder if he's in trouble. He's been a little bit vocal lately about one championship. So I wonder if he's in the doghouse like Panpayak. <laughs> anyway, 
Um, I guess I put your water cooler talk in there with all that good stuff. Sage Northcutt. Liam having a having a tough go trying to get a fight with uh, Sex Sen and uh, and a couple of events. All right, guys, I I really want to try to do more of these, like break down one or two events at a time, even if they're only ten minutes. Um, I know, I, and then here we are at an hour and ten minutes, so I apologize. Anyway, guys, hope you had fun. Um, just a couple of events, a little breakdown. I'd love to do more Canadian shows. I want to talk, as I always say, any asshole can talk about the UFC. I, uh, me too. I can be an asshole like that too. So instead, let's break down that Canadian content. Let's get let's get it out there. That's the kind of stuff I'd love to cover more of. Okay, my my country, my community. Um, I'd love that to come first. All right, guys, we did it. Yes, all these roadblocks that happened and we made it happen. It was probably take number four. I was ready to not do it today. I put out an Instagram post that even said, "Like, damn it, my cub. We even woke up sick. I mean, I I I literally was like, that's it. I I give up, man. I can't get this done. Like." Chalk it. This is out of my control. Let's just roll on to the next podcast. But my cub, he's a little trooper. Said, nah, dad, I'm okay. I just got a bit, I got a headache. He's had one yesterday too, poor fella. But he's like, it's not that bad. I can go to school. Shout out to you, cub. You're a good man. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm really hoping to talk to Tim Lowe next. That one will probably be uh, uh, through the computer instead of live. And any fighters, all that good stuff. We've got some events coming up between the Women's Muay Thai Gala itself, March 9th. Getting kind of tough. I see there's an MMA event March 2nd, I think. And uh, I, I don't know. I can't remember where that is. And uh, the Muay Thai World Cup, April 20th. The fights in Real Deal Promotions. Uh, the fight card up in Edmonton. I can't remember it, but I promise I'll get that right. Uh, and I'll be, I'll be there for that as well. Mike Miles, you know, this weekend. Oh, my goodness. It's so fun to be a fight fan right now. Come and join me. Come watch all these fights. Come and say hi. And uh, other than that, see you later. Shout out. It's not the shout